everybody welcome to another episode of let me know i'm your host angel Lem. this is the halloween episode i don't know what the hell that's supposed to be but anyway so last year you guys um requested you guys told me that i should do a halloween episode uh, i tried and uh, you guys enjoyed last year's halloween episode so i decided you know what let's let's try it again let's see if i can capture that magic one more time so uh, this episode is going to be featuring you guys, stories that you guys sent me through Instagram. We have a couple of audio, um, some of the recordings that you guys sent me through Instagram, and one featuring Chris Deli. She was on last week's episode, and we talk about the Gato Man, and we talk about why she fears gnomes and why I'm going to get her a gnome for Christmas. We also featured Jen from Velasco. Um, she, she tells us one of her stories, and Frank... Um, you know, we're about to listen to his real quick. He's part of the No Father, No Problem podcast. So make sure you go listen to his podcast. But before we get into any of that, make sure you go add me at Let Me Know Pod on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you go leave a five-star review on iTunes and mention this Halloween episode. I think this is going to be a bonus episode. So hopefully you guys are entering the giveaway and hopefully you guys checked out Carmen's interview because I'm excited and I'm proud of her. But Let's start the episode. Um, we're going to start out with Frank's. And he wrote, uh, My friend Chanuk and I participate in an organized night mountain bike ride. He and I are not in the greatest shape. Because of that, we fell behind the pack and most riders. Bro, it had to be around 10 p.m. at night, about 15 miles outside of the city. We are riding in the middle of nowhere, following directional reflectors on the dirt, when all you can hear are the bike tires rolling. My friend Chinook yells out, Frank, do you see that on the right? Bro, I looked right, and I saw a glowing small white dress floating across the rugged terrain at an even pace with us. As soon as I answered, yes, I see it, my friend Chinook picked up the pace and took off. I'm slower. I'm a slow rider, so I kept pedaling as I approached the downhill. The dress kept getting closer. When I got to the beginning of the downhill slope, the dress met up with me there. I punked out and looked away. Dude, I felt an insane cold feeling on my right side. I hit the downhill and took off full speed all the, all the way to the camp. My friend claims he does not believe in religious or spirit, but that night he struggled to utter many words at a time. He was speechless. I don't know, man. That that's pretty scary, right there. Yeah, maybe he was speechless because he, you know, he was full of piss, being so scared. I would have been scared. I would have ended the day with full of my pants full of pee too. So, 
I don't blame him if he peed a little. I think you peed a little too. Just you know, good, but good story, man. Thank you. I appreciate you sending that in. All right, we're gonna read our second story. I'm not sure if she wants to stay anonymous, so I'm just gonna play for you guys and hope you guys enjoy this. So check it. Here's the story for you. I know you said you wanted it on the voicemail, but here's the story for you. A scary story for um, Halloween. So, so last year I told you a story about how uh, we heard my cousin being called outside the the door um, when we were we all lived in an apartment and we heard people calling out her name out the window and shit like that. Okay, so here's another story, and this one um, didn't it didn't happen to me. It happened to my husband. I told him to to send it, but he just looked at me like, "What the fuck?" Okay, so here it goes. He one time was texting me when we were first like talking in the talking stage and he he was on im and we were text messaging like at i don't know in the middle of the night midnight sometime and then what happened was he stops texting me i'm like what's going on he's like dude i just fucking saw something creepy standing outside my mom's door and i was like you sure it's probably like you know your imagination you need to go to sleep you know he he didn't do he didn't do well on the whole sleeping early so basically um he was scared as shit and then we kept talking he kept talking and he's like oh my god i saw it again i was like yo next time just just see walk towards it or, or like what are you looking at you know turn on the light or something and he said basically that what he saw was something standing um like a long figure with with like like bent looking legs and it would just look darker but yeah what he's saying it looked darker than the room behind him because all the lights were turned off and the only light coming out was the light from his computer and everything else was dark so the, the figure just looked like darker than the, the the background um so yeah that was fucking creepy and so i guess there's my halloween story all right that was my friend um, I think I'm allowed to say that was Jenny. You guys, if you guys want to hear the first half, if you want to hear the story, the first one, um, go let's listen to the Halloween episode from last year. That way, the beginning of this um, story makes some sense. But yeah, she sent uh, a story last year, so go check it out. Um, that that's scary. Um, that that reminds me. So last week I had a, um, I was I stayed up a little bit late and. No, I was watching TV with my girl, and she decided to go to bed. Um, you can watch the TV from the bed. So she's like, you know, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to watch TV from here. And I decided to stay in the couch, you know. So I ended up, she ended up falling asleep. I ended up falling asleep. But I guess in my dream, I dreamt that somebody shook me and told me, get up. Go to bed. Get up and go to bed. And I was like, all right. So. I thought it was my girlfriend, but now, um, so I told this story on the feelings podcast, so I'm sorry if, you know, you already heard it, but you know, at first I assumed it was my girlfriend. She told me, get up, come to bed and turn off the lights. So I did all that. I turned off the lights and, um, I closed the door, but when I went to close the door, like a red light hit me and I fell back and I look cool though. Like I look really cool doing it. So like if you're thinking about it, like oh man, he looked like nah, I was really cool. I felt like like in slow mo. Or like you know how basketball players players fall back, you know, like slide. That's how I felt too. But so I got up, turned off the lights and went to bed. But then I woke up 
and I did everything. So it was this large, tall black figure. Like it was all black. It was like a shadow, pretty much. So you know, I I kind of relate, but maybe he was asleep. But you said he was responding to you, so I don't know. But yeah, I've had that. I've had that um, happen to me. That that's that is pretty scary. All right, let's go next. Um, let's hear from Chris. So I had her on the show last week, Chris Deli. Hopefully you guys listened to that episode. If you haven't, make sure you go check it out. As um, I think in the beginning of this episode, I told you, I will be doing a giveaway and uh, I'll be giving away one of her creepy boxes. I think it includes a pen, a glittery pen, a coffin, um, coffin-shaped notebook, some stickers, and some dividers. So if you're into like organizing and, and having your day laid out for you, you don't want to miss out this week's episode so make sure you go check out this week's episode with carmen and make sure you go check out last week's episode with chris Deli. so let's hear chris's story all right guys so you guys heard about her on i think a couple weeks ago you heard the the episode that i did about her so you know i asked her if she could tell me i mean i'm sorry i didn't even say who so so chris <laughs> Deli, i had her on a couple weeks ago and you know you guys you seem to enjoy her hopefully i i don't know because i'm not I never hired it, but I'm sure you guys enjoyed her. So you guys hit her up and you guys are excited about the giveaway. Make sure you go. I'm giving away a, a mystery box brought to you by Delectable Nightmares. And right now we're going to give away a, a plan. No, not planner. We're going to give away a notebook, a coffin notebook. Um, be patient because as you heard on their episode, you know, they take some time. Perfection is in, you know, you want something done, right? It's going to take a little time. So be patient on that. And I'm also giving away some paleta some um ghost paleta mass so make sure you go into the giveaway but um like i said like you heard on the episode uh, when i have her on she she likes the supernatural and she likes spooky stuff and the horror theme stuff so i thought you know she'd be a perfect person to have um come on on the halloween episode so how are you chris i am good yeah yeah so how are you um, I'm, I'm all right. You know, we just like in, in real life, we just stopped doing, I mean, we just <laughs> ended your episode, but you know, now today, hopefully it's a good day. Halloween's around the corner and I'm about to de- do these giveaways pretty soon. And I'm always, I love giving stuff away. So whenever I, like, I have items that, you know, like they're taking up space around my house and I love to get rid of them. So, you know, <laughs> so, so yeah. So I um, used to give away that poison apple. Nope, not not that poison apple. I can't give it away. It's it's a prop that I need to do my giveaway. So, you know, it only comes one 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 time a year, but people always want it. I, I got it at Disneyland. If you guys want to go get yours, um, I don't know if Disney's open right now, but yeah, go child, go on eBay, go on Amazon. I'm sure they'll probably you can probably get it there, but I'm never gonna give that poison apple, especially because it's not mine. It's my girl's, and oh, yeah. I don't want to get in trouble because. Yeah, I do. St- I always do stuff to get me in trouble. But anyways, that's the story for another day. So, um, tell us a scary story, a spooky story, whatever kind of story you got. Um, whenever I talk to you, I always get scared. So I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be, you know, it's not. It's gonna be one of those times. So, tell us some stories. All right. Um, these ones are more when I was, when I was younger. The one that actually. There's me to this day that I have a phobia. I cannot see them. I cannot have them around my house. Are gnomes. Mm. Like, you know, the little gnomes, with, like the garden gnomes with the pointy hats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, in Argentina, they're not like that. They're not like these little cute, fat, 
big cheek gnomes that you see. <clears throat> um, there was a story that uh, the gnomes in, in Argentina will take kids and eat them. So I was like terrified. <clears throat> so I had this neighbor that I, I had got really close to. She was an older lady and she had a pinta. I don't know if you know what a pinta is. It's like a summer home in Argentina. And one time she's like, oh, you know, why don't you come come with me? I have to go pick up some stuff up. And I was like, yeah, well, I'll go with you. And I remember that <clears throat> we were walking um, through this, like, like a dirt road. There was, like, really big trees. It kind of looked like um, Lord of the Rings kind of style. It was weird. Um, and we got to our house, and I remember, like, her door, her front door was one of those glass doors. Of like orange and it had like those like the end of the bottle kind of door and I remember walking in and I was like so tired like just drained like I just I was like oh I'm really tired I want to take a nap and she's like yeah sure go ahead take a nap lay down I'm going to go to the to the um to the garden and tend to whatever I don't even know how she's doing <clears throat> and I was like okay so I remember I was like laying down um and I fell asleep and I remember waking up to somebody tapping on the glass door. And I was like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, maybe somebody came to her. So I got up to, to look and I see the silhouette of a little person. And that right there just freaked me out. I was just like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I was just like, I was just thinking like, what do I do? Like I just stood still staring at the thing. And then like, I had this feeling that if I opened the door, it was going to like, take me away and eat me and then I just remember going back to sleep and then waking up and I was already at my house like at my other house I was just like ever since then I cannot look at a gnome I don't want them around me I will break them I don't care Mm, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas now (laughs) you better not (laughs) you already know what the hollow I mean the Christmas design is going to be no, I will not do it. You could have to find somebody else. <laughs> I mean, is that why you left Argentina? Because no. No. <laughs> no, that was just it was. I'm telling you, it was just like it kind of feels like you're in a dream, but you weren't in a dream. It was just weird, and I was really young too. So, <clears throat> but there are a lot of um, creepy stuff that happened in Argentina. If you um, if you guys Google El Hombre Gato you'll find like um a lot of like uh news it was actually in the news in Argentina. that one is a good one well tell us about that um i think think this one's like in the 80s um there was i don't know the exact story but the story that i got where i'm from is that um i lived in monte grande and it was called el hombre gato and it was this supposedly um it was a half man, half cat kind of thing that would um, be waiting on the trees. And like once people will walk, um, you know, down below on the street of the trees, the thing would jump down and like eat you, like destroy your body and eat pieces or whatever. So <clears throat> from a lot of people say that it was a experiment the government did, you know, like all sorts of uh, but nobody really knows why. So in Argentina, um, you when you go down there to that part of Monte Grande, all the houses 
have bars on the windows, all the houses, like, on the walls, they have, like, broken glass on top of it, and everything has gates, and then they wouldn't, they wouldn't let you go out, and once the sun started going down, you wouldn't, weren't able to go outside, because, you know, the hombre had to get you, and there's a lot of people that say that they've seen him jump from tree to tree, um, they had, like, news reporters down there trying to figure out what was going on but the one that was the scariest one was um there was these little kids playing in the front yard and um the mom was you know looking at at them through the window or whatever and it wasn't even i think the sun was about to go so maybe like what six or five five thirty and she heard the kids playing and then she heard them screaming and she went out and found her, one of her kids' arms just laying there, but the body was never found again. And supposedly that it had, like, um, claw marks on the arm. It was torn off. So, you want to go visit? Yeah, now I do. Well, I mean, Andres <laughs> has the werewolf, and I guess Argentina has el hombre gato. So, and Mex- I guess Mexico has the chupacabra. So, I mean, there you go. I guess just people don't, I mean, parents just don't want their kids to go out at night, so. I think New Jersey has the, the New Jersey Devil or something like that. The de- yeah, the Jersey Devil. Yeah, so. I think that was a, he was a, a psycho killer, right? Or uh, am I confusing it with another? Yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. That's why, stay at home, kids. Stay at home. You won't get eaten <laughs> if you're at home playing FIFA or Fortnite. You know, so, so yeah. All right. Well, I mean, thank you, thank you for that story. Hopefully, I mean, the listeners enjoyed it. Like to me, now I'm I'm scared of cats. Thank you very much. But, You're welcome. I hate cats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'm more of a dog person, but yeah. Now I'm gonna be more suspicious when I go at night. Whenever I see a person, like a hairy person, I'm just gonna assume that's a <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So yeah. <laughs> All right, well, um, why don't you let people know where they could find you? Like, you know, obviously you got to get, I mean, I want to help you out. So give people your plugs. Uh, my Instagram is at Rocket Deadly. Facebook is at Rocket Deadly. The website is uh, rocketdeadly.com. And Etsy is also, uh, Etsy is Rocket Deadly 13. All right, guys, so go check her out and make sure you go grab yourself a planner. All right, Chris, thank you very much for that story, and I'll talk to you in a little bit, right? All right. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for coming on and sharing those stories. Man, that hombre gato, though, right? I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm having second thoughts about visiting Argentina. So maybe if I go, maybe I'll tell her she, she could come with me, and I'll, you know, I'll sacrifice her. Since she likes scary stuff anyways, right? I don't think she'll mind meeting the hombre gato in person. But, but yeah, so thank you, Chris. So... We're gonna leave the we're gonna have one more story. This one comes from the Atlas podcast from Mitokayo Angel. Um, yeah, so I think I left the best story for last. He's his very scary, kind of. Um, I don't know, I'm a, a little bit afraid of playing it, but um, this is what you guys wanted, and this is what you guys are gonna get. So I'll make sure you go at him at Atlas Cast on Instagram and check out his show so let's listen to his story <laughs> i don't know what that's about guys what's up brother this is angel from atlas cast so breaking it down i don't know how long uh, instagram is going to let me record my voice but my scary story takes place as early back as 1995 in 
a little neighborhood named Martin Carrera in Mexico City. I was five years old. I had been living there for some time already with my mom and my brothers, and we were living in my aunt and uncle's uh, house there. And they had a spare bedroom that we used to call the piano room. And in that spare bedroom, there was obviously a piano that was given to my uncle's grandfather back in the 1930s and it was flown in from Chicago and everyone always talked about how that old man loved to play that one fucking piano I didn't think anything of it pianos to me were cool I was five <laughs> the story starts with one evening my cousins and I are you know playing soccer inside that inside the piano room and out of nowhere we turn to my older cousin and he starts bleeding from his nose profusely and it was very random because nothing had happened to him and in that same instance the light bulb bursted we didn't think anything of it again it's a third world country we didn't expect every appliance and every electricity you know piece of electricity to work but we sent them and you know to, to, to get a replacement and whatnot i tell my mom what happens because she was at the market this was during the daytime and my aunt overheard me and my tia rosa said it's probably the man and when she said that my mom immediately tried shutting her up but you know my tia rosa being who she is she pretty much told me that right outside the window of that room is where she saw the devil so as time goes by i visit again when i'm 11 years old and this time my mom sent me to Mexico by myself because both my brothers lived in that same neighborhood, but I was again staying at my aunt and uncle's house where I always kind of did stay. And again, I got boarded up in that room. And my time there, I noticed how, you know, during the daytime, it was completely fine to just have me hang out there with my cousins. And again, I, I was 11 years old. So all I kind of did was Pokemon and fucking television and you know, I was I, I, I speak Spanish fluently, so I, I was always playing outside. And, you know, when it was time to come in, I would come in. But it was that room that didn't let me sleep. I was there for probably about two months. And out of those two months, I slept in that room for about two weeks. And it was the same thing. You know, I would wake up randomly in the middle of the night because I was cold and find that the blankets had been not only the blankets, but the sheets underneath me were taken off and then they were placed on on, on a different bed inside the same room but that bed already had blankets and sheets on them so they had you know a double they were covered by two you know two blankets two comforters it, it was the weirdest thing and everyone just thought I was kind of fucking with them because that had never happened before and again me trying to be as logical as I can at the age of 11 I don't want it to to to, to prove my tia Rosa right but you know, I, was th I thought I was sleepwalking, and then she came out again and said, Mijo, it, it, es el diablo. Fast forward to 2006. I am 16 years old, and this time around, I went with my older cousin, Sandra, to Mexico City. And those are directly her aunts and uncles. Like, they're, they're my aunt and uncle only because, you know, family, friends, but... They are the sister-in-law to my mom's sis sister and brother to my... Sorry, I, I got caught up trying to fucking explain it. They're my cousin Sandra's biological aunt and uncle is what I'm saying. So, we're, we're staying in that room again. And, you know, 
it's not that bad. I have her in there. I'm thinking that that room is only haunted because of, you know, what's in my mind and how I see things. And, you know, my cousin you know, tries to calm me down through it. She doesn't believe me. And on one particular night, and I'll never forget it, we celebrated my, my abuelita Alicia's birthday party. And we hired a mariachi. We, we went the full nine for her because no one had ever done that for her in her life. Not one of her fucking kids. And it took her grandkids, her two grandkids, to, to, to do that for her. And we were really proud. That night was a fucking success. Everyone from the hood came out. It's a poor little Mexican neighborhood in Mexico City that loves cumbia. And everyone came out, saw the mariachi, and partied and, you know, celebrated my grandma's birthday. That night, about two in the morning, I am woken up again by the room and at, it's a narrow room so at the completely other end of the room i see a, a shadowy figure like a silhouette of a person i can't determine whether it's a man or a woman and the moment i pick my head up and i kind of realize what it is and i try to wake up my cousin the window slams open there's a terrible storm outside it's letting you know a thousand raindrops a second in the room and she starts to float towards me. She's not, or well, the silhouette is, is, it's not walking, it's floating towards me. As she approaches me, the piano is to the silhouette's left. And you saw each key on the piano being pressed and being played, like as it's getting closer and closer until I yell my cousin's name. And I'm shaking by the time she's, you know, rolling her fat ass out of bed asking me what's wrong. And I'm telling her, don't you see it? Don't you see it? And everyone thinks I'm fucking crazy. And she says, what? The, the, the window's open. There's, there's a storm outside. This is Mexico City. You should be accustomed to this. You've, you've been here before. But she didn't see the shadow. She didn't hear the piano play. She didn't see the footprints of the watermarks that were on the ground. The next day, my tia Rosa comes over and then she finally breaks it to me. She goes, you finally saw him, didn't you? And I didn't want to admit it to her because I feel like when you begin admitting these things, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're falling for it. You're, you're, you're letting these, these things kind of fucking take that part of your life. And, and I wasn't going to do that, but I pretty much told her I did see something and I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure what it was. The entire family made fun of me because of it, but I didn't give a fuck. I was scared out of my mind. We fast forward again, another 10 years. And the last time I got to go to Mexico city was in 2016. My abuelita Alicia was was still there. She was she was senile. She you know she she still lived there. She she was in her last days, and, and we all knew that. But I visited the neighborhood reluctantly. I I didn't want to visit it, but my family was there, so I decided to go. Around that time, actually, the year before in October, my my abuelita Alicia's youngest son, my tío Memo, had passed away. But we, we all thought it was. You know, due to his alcoholism, he was a severe alcoholic. He he would eat maybe once or twice every two or three days. And his, you know, he, he just wrapped his life up in, in drugs, and but mostly alcohol. I go to his apartment, just, you know, I remember being a kid and, and playing in his apartment. And he would give me Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath vinyls because he knew I was really into that music. And he gave me old vinyls from the 80s and the 90s. And it was the coolest shit to me. And I went into his apartment hoping to see maybe I could score some more records to take back home. But I see his daughter, my, my cousin, we called her Bola, and I really don't even know her fucking name, but we called her Bola. So I see my cousin Bola, and she's, she's sitting where his bed used to be, 
in a like sitting down on her ass but like in a fetal position not rocking or anything but when i walked in through the door she didn't even acknowledge me and i said hey what's up it's been a long time since i've seen you like how are you and i'm sorry to hear about your dad you know i always loved your dad he was a, he was a funny uncle of mine and he always looked out for me and, and and you know how are you and blah blah homegirl tells me that she was expecting me because she already knew that i was going to to be there and we were you know i was trying to see if she would you know speak to me more maybe if i offered her a beer or whatever and then she said she told me you would be here she told me where all my relatives are she told me she tells me whatever i want to hear especially if you're coming because she likes when you're here losing my fucking mind at this point i'm like who is she like your mom because I, I i don't ever recall my aunt in their lives let alone ever you know wanting to be around me especially as a kid and I say, who who wants me here? Who 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 enjoys the fact that I'm here? And she points at this this you know this little uh, cabinet that she has in the corner of the room where her dad's TV used to be. And I pick it up, and it's a statue of uh, of I, I think people call her La Santa Muerte. I, uh, I at this point I'm freaked the fuck out. I'm I'm an adult already, so I'm like. All right, this is getting pretty fucking weird. I'm going to go to my hotel now, and I'm going to forget that this ever happened. But I want you to know that I love you, and I'm sorry to hear about your dad. And I'm going to go hang out with my abuelita before I go. And that that was pretty much it. I go back to my hotel. My cousin, my other cousin texts me and says, Hey, uh, we found out you were in the neighborhood. You know, shame on you for not stopping by. Come on through again tonight. And we'll make you your favorite dish, like how you were, how it was when you were a kid. We'll play soccer. We'll invite the whole neighborhood. Everyone here loves you, Angel. Cool. And I and I confirm with them and whatnot. And of course, me being an irresponsible dumbass in Mexico, I get drunk and completely black out. I don't respond to them. I don't talk to them. And I leave a few days after because I was kind of ashamed and a little bit embarrassed and whatnot. And when I get to the airport, and I'm being picked up by by a few relatives of mine they they flat out tell me that they find it unfair at the fact that i got to say goodbye to their grandma and i didn't get to i didn't tell anyone i didn't make an announcement i didn't facetime anyone and i have no idea what anyone is fucking saying at this point but come to find out that was the last night that my abuelita alicia was alive my tia rosa calls me out of the blue one day and says that she thinks it's the person that took her. That same fucking person has been plaguing that side of my family since the fucking 30s is what I hear. And no one knows who it is or what it is. But that motherfucker is real. That's my horror story. Fuck. That shit. Fuck. Fuck. Thank you, Tocayo. Thank you, Angel, for, for you know, sharing that story. That shit was scary, guys. Like, I think that's one of the scariest stories I've had on here ever. So, El Diablo. Ay, 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 ay. Um, all right, well, talking about the devil, um, I have the next story. We're going to wrap it up on this. It's a little happier. Hopefully, you guys 
aren't too scared and thank you guys thank you guys for um going through it with me and you know not not turning it off because you're too scared so i almost turned this shit off and i'm the one recording it so whatever so i saw the next story is a little bit um happier somewhat funny so uh, hopefully you guys enjoy we're gonna end it on this one so in dc a friend of mine was reading the exorcist he felt was the most evil book he ever read one week he couldn't take it anymore so he took the book and he th threw it into the Chesapeake Bay. The next day, I went to Barnes & Nobles, bought the book. I ran it underwater and I put it inside his desk. Damn, that's fucked up. That's messed up right there. I wonder, like, his reaction. Hopefully he recorded it and he posted it somewhere. Because that's fucked up. Imagine you think you threw something away and the next day, it's in your drawer. Ooh. Yeah, so that's fucked up. Hopefully you guys had a, a little laugh. I'm not good at reading, so I do apologize for that. Um, should I add another one? You guys want to hear another one? I think you guys want to hear another one. All right, let's end it on Ebony's story. All right, so if you guys don't know, I do another podcast. So I also co-host the Feelings Podcast. And I do that with my friend Ebony. So if you haven't checked it out, go ahead, check it out. Go to the Feelings Pod on Instagram and Facebook. There you can click on the link and I mean there's a link, there's a link tree and it'll take you to well, you know, iTunes, Spotify, um, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, it'll take you there, whatever you prefer. So let's end it on that one, alright? It's always a good time when I'm with Ebony. So, you know, we have a lot of laughs on, on the Feelings Podcast and you know that that's actually a, a, a space for me. So um, you know, I needed a space to be able to express myself and Talk about things that maybe are bothering me that I feel. I might not be able to talk about with my girl. And I know someone will be like, oh, wait, why, why? Well, because, you know, sometimes, you know, she has too much on her plate. And I don't want to add more. You know, that's how I feel. So I found, uh, you know, uh, somebody that's kind of like me, that's on her feelings, that it's emotional. And, you know, I, I feel our connection when we, we we recorded in the past. And I thought, you know what? Let me reach out to Ebony. And so far, we've had a, a pretty good time, you know, doing the podcast. So if you like uh, having a good time, laughing, crying, uh, we recommend a lot of shows. And we talk about things that, you know, maybe you guys think about, too. So go check it out um and let's let's i mean let's hear about ebony all right so i'm you are gonna hear me on this one because you know that's the 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 la this week's episode of the feelings podcast uh, our halloween episode there's other stories there so go check it out i used to live in this apartment <clears throat> my mom used to have this apartment um we had it i had it or she had it from I was eight years old to like 25 years old. So we had it for a long time. Um, the people who used to live there would be me, my mom, my brother, and my two sisters. And my brother, his room was the living room. Uh, my sister's room, my sisters um, had one room and my mom and I had another room. Um, but I was around 14 and I had already moved with my dad and I was over for the weekend. My older sister, Nayeli, um, just got her boyfriend just got her a kitten for like a present, right? If she wasn't home. So me, my other sister, Yesenia, um, and my mom were home. My brother was out as well. Um, so 
Yesenia told me, hey, like, come sleep with me in the room. We'll watch movies or whatever. We'll take care of the cat because Nayeli's gone. And I said, okay. So um, I'm 14 and she's 18 at the time. So we watched TV and um, we both fall asleep um, with the TV on. And we put the kitten outside because, you know, cats are, I think, for the most part, nocturnal and they like to play with you late at night. So we didn't want the cat to bug us. So we put it outside the door. And um, so we were watching TV. We both fell asleep. And then I think I think it was my sister who woke up. Um, she didn't say anything. She woke me up and um, the TV was off. And the kitten was inside the room. She So she didn't say anything. She just looked at me. And then she picks up the kitten. And she puts it outside the door. She shuts the door. And she sits back on the bed next to me. And then we both, I swear to God, we both see the knob turn. And open the door. And it lets the kitten, like, pounces in all happy. <laughs> and, wow. like, and we're like, we both screamed. And we're like, mom! and then we ran to the next the uh-huh. next room where my mom was and then uh we all slept with my mom <laughs> that night because wow. it was um because we we tripped out because like you know we both saw it we both saw the the turning everybody's kind of had their own experiences in that apartment my brother i guess supposedly saw a little girl um when i was younger like around eight years old i'd be the first one home from uh, school and the the radio would turn on and off a lot while I was doing homework by myself to the point where I had to talk to the ghost or whoever was there and be like hey I'm trying to do my homework can you not mm. <laughs> can you not right now and then um, it would turn off and it would turn yeah it would turn wow, off it would that's like, so it would um, anyway so we freaked out we slept with my mom that night and we're trying to like we're trying to rationalize it we're like because there was like um almost like a like a long wooden entertainment center right there with a bunch of our pictures in the hallway that was right next to the door and we're like there's no but the kitten was so small i was like there's no way the kitten could have hopped up all the way to this tall like entertainment center and then like hopped onto the knob and then and then came in there's just it's impossible it's so it was so little and tiny um we're like maybe if it was like grown but yeah and so we just realized that the the ghost is probably nice it was just letting the kitten in (laughs) but it was really freaky scary damn (laughs) i'm scared now i need a nightlight tonight (laughs) wow that's crazy wow i want to I want to say, was your mom tricking you guys so she could maybe she felt lonely? And she's she like, would you know never. Like, I feel lonely and I want my daughters to sleep with me. <laughs> to sleep so she, <laughs> she just opened the door and like ran back into her room. And then she's she like, counted what? And they're like, what is it, Mikasa? And then come sleep with me. Like, it we, wasn't her idea. We screamed mom onto the top of our lungs i think we immediately turned into like four-year-old children like it was we yeah there was no way we were going back into that room that that night so Mm -hmm. um 
all right guys that's the episode for today thank you guys for listening i want, I want to thank everybody that participated on this week's episode i really appreciate it um yeah go follow them make sure you go enter this week's giveaway oh man happy halloween guys hope you guys are being safe hope you guys are enjoying yourselves um watch a movie watch um be with friends with safe distance maybe outdoors i don't know do something fun though and eat a lot of snacks eat a lot of candy and take a picture of the candy and dedicate it to me and i want to see you enjoying that candy all right so like i said happy halloween enjoy the rest of your day and thank you guys for letting me be part of your day i guess until next time i'll see ya bye four three two
estoy trabajando todos los días. Work hard, play hard, hot chicks on my radar. Stay lit on that liquid till we black out like our radar. Squatted up with these hot bays and they stay south of the equator. I shine like a quasar, ain't another nigga crazier. It's me, vida loca. It's me, vida This song has been brought to you by Let Me Know Podcast. New episode every week available on all streaming platforms.